Letter twenty seven of Clarissa Harlowe or the History of a Young Lady, Volume five. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Nicole Lee. Clarissa Harlowe or the History of a Young Lady, Volume five, by Samuel Richardson. Letter twenty seven. Mr. Lovelace in continuation. We had at dinner besides Miss Rawlins a young widow niece of mrs moore who has come to stay a month with her aunt bevis her name very forward very lively and a great admirer of me i assure you hanging smirkingly upon all i said and prepared to approve of every word before i spoke and who by the time we had half dined by the help of what she had collected before was as much acquainted with our story as either of the other two as it behoved me to prepare them in my favour against whatever might come from miss howe i improved upon the hint i had thrown out above stairs against that mischief-making lady i represented her to be an arrogant creature revengeful artful enterprising and one who had she been a man would have sworn and cursed and committed rapes and played the devil as far as i knew i have no doubt of it jack but who by advantage of a female education and pride and insolence i believed was personally virtuous mrs bevis allowed that there was a vast deal in education and in pride too she said while miss rawlins came with a prudish god forbid that virtue should be owing to education only however i declared that miss howe was a subtle contriver of mischief one who had always been my enemy her motives i knew not but despised the man whom her mother was desirous she should have one hickman although i did not directly aver that she would rather have had me yet they all immediately imagined that that was the ground of her animosity to me and of her envy to my beloved and it was pity they said that so fine a young lady did not see through such a pretended friend and yet nobody added i has more reason than she to know by experience the force of a hatred founded in envy as i hinted to you above mrs moore and to you miss rawlins in the case of her sister arabella i had compliments made to my person and talents on this occasion which gave me a singular opportunity of displaying my modesty by disclaiming the merit of them with a no indeed i should be very vain ladies if i thought so while thus abusing myself and exalting miss howe I got their opinion both for modesty and generosity, and had all the graces which I disclaimed thrown in upon me besides. In short, they even oppressed that modesty which, to speak modestly of myself, their praises created, by disbelieving all I said against myself. And truly, I must needs say, they have almost persuaded even me myself that Miss Howe is actually in love with me. I have often been willing to hope this, and who knows but she may. The captain and I have agreed that it shall be so insinuated occasionally. And what's thy opinion, Jack? She certainly hates Hickman, and girls who are disengaged seldom hate, though they may not love. And if she had rather have another, why not that other me? For am I not a smart fellow and a rake? And do not your sprightly ladies love your smart fellow and your rakes? And where is the wonder that the man who could engage the affections of Miss Harlowe should engage those of a lady, with her alasses, who would be honoured in being deemed her second? nor accuse thou me of singular vanity in this presumption belford wert thou to know the secret vanity that lurks in the hearts of those who disguise or cloak it best thou wouldst find great reason to acquit at least to allow for me since it is generally the conscious overfulness of conceit that makes the hypocrite most upon his guard to conceal it yet with these fellows proudly humble as they are it will break out sometimes in spite of their cloaks though but in self-denying compliment-begging self-degradation but now i have undervalued myself in apologizing to thee on this occasion let me use another argument in favour of my observation 
that the ladies generally prefer a rake to a sober man, and of my presumption upon it, that Miss Howe is in love with me. It is this. Common fame says, that Hickman is a very virtuous, a very innocent fellow, a male virgin, I warrant, an odd dog I always thought him. Now women, Jack, like not novices, two maidenheads meeting together in wedlock, the first child must be a fool, is their common aphorism. They are pleased with the love of the sex that is founded in the knowledge of it. Reason good. Novices expect more than they can possibly find in the commerce with them. The man who knows them yet has ardours for them, to borrow a word from Miss Howe, though those ardours are generally owing more to the devil within him than to the witch without him, is the man who makes them the highest and most grateful compliment. He knows what to expect, and with what to be satisfied. Then the merit of a woman, in some cases, must be ignorance, whether real or pretended. The man, in these cases, must be an adept. Will it then be wondered at, that a woman prefers a libertine to a novice? While she expects in the one the confidence she wants, she considers the other and herself as two parallel lines, which, though they run side by side, can never meet. Yet in this the sex is generally mistaken too, for these sheepish fellows are sly. I myself was modest once, and this, as I have elsewhere hinted to thee, has better enabled me to judge of both sexes. But to proceed with my narrative. Having thus prepared every one against any letter, should come from Miss Howe, and against my beloved's messenger returns, I thought it proper to conclude that subject with a hint, that my spouse could not bear to have anything said that reflected upon Miss Howe, and, with a deep sigh, added, that I had been made very unhappy more than once, by the ill-will of ladies whom I had never offended. The widow Bevis believed that might very easily be. Will, both without and within, for in turn he shall fall in love with widow Moore's maid, and have saved one hundred pounds in my service at least, will be great helps, as things may happen. End of letter 27